All right. So today, Paris and I are going to be chatting about purity. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Um, so not having sex before marriage, choosing abstinence. Um, mm-hmm. It's not easy. No. We know <laughs> because we've been there. <laughs> there will be temptation totally. and desire and longing while you're waiting for that exciting wedding night. Mm-hmm. Um, but as believers, we endure this struggle because we know that the testing of our faith always produces perseverance leading to godly character and hope for the future. Absolutely. And I think to allude on that, Alana, I had a big question for a long time. Um, why? (laughs) Why do we Uh, have to wait? Why is this so stressed? Why is this important? Like ultimately what difference does it make? mm -hmm. So to you guys listening, we plunk some really fascinating stats um, on these things. And I think it will surprise you just as much as it surprised us as we were researching. So we're pretty mm-hmm. excited to go over purity. What does this mean? Why does it matter? Yeah. Such a, such a big topic. Mm-hmm. So many, oh, it's overwhelming when you try and look into it. Like, okay, it what even is purity? Like how does someone define it? Cause it's different for everybody, right? Like you were saying it's so muddled. Oh. It's like, yeah, it is. It's very muddled. Like we all grow up with such a, so many different mindsets and, you know, different influences just curating our ideas and our mentality about purity. So we really want to debunk this today. Um, we've really been going about this thoughtfully and prayerfully. And so we're coming at this pretty confident with what we have to say. And, you know, it's it's kind of a beautiful thing too with Alan and I being married seven years and having gone through this with, you know, our fiancés now husbands. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it's cool being on the flip side and being able to look back because we've have experience with so many different things, you know, like why all the whys and, you know, we've messed up. <laughs> now what do we do? So <laughs> yeah. we're going to come at this from a lot of different angles. Yeah, no, absolutely. So with that said, Let's go into this. We put four points down for this. So we kind of curated this into a fun little format. So pretty much let's go into it like this. How can we effectively prepare ourselves for marriage, focusing on purity in its true form? So this is curated for an audience maybe that's engaged, they're dating. Those of us who are married, I encourage you to keep listening because we're we're very much told in, in scriptures to be a light for all of those around us. And so that means young women and mm-hmm. those of us who've been there done that, it yes. is impeccably important for us to continue to educate ourselves on these topics so we can be a light for these young women, you know, in their point in time in their life to, you know, whether you can be an accountability partner or just shed some light on the subject of purity this is such an important topic for all of us to be educated in. Totally. So let's go to number one. Number one, it is so important to prepare yourself and understand the why behind saving yourselves for sex within marriage. So we're going to tell you right now, know this, it is, in, it is so important to prepare yourself there is such a preparation behind getting ready for marriage with everything to do with marriage, you know, not just sex, but that's what we're focusing on tonight because we believe knowledge is power. Okay. There's an entire book of the Bible 
devoted to that topic. And I think we should not take that lightly. Preparing Mm -hmm. ourselves for the mentality of sacredness around sexuality, for the sacredness around intimacy, for the sacredness that God has created the marriage bed to be is so important. Because if we're just told to stay abstinent, don't touch, don't don't kiss, don't do this, mm. it's all the don't. How about you guys? I was fed millions of don'ts. And I, yeah. you know, I was like, whoa, like put on the brakes, don't touch this, don't do that. Like just no, 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 no. When Neil and I would mess up, you guys, <laughs> thank you. Mm. Right, that I felt threw me for a loop, and I would cry. It was, for days. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Like I felt so real, yes. totally. And that's not right. It's not right for us always to be screamed. Don't. We need people coming alongside of us and saying, "Do this. Prepare yourself. Here is why. Here is how." We need to be empowered. We don't mm-hmm. need to be taken like the rug from underneath us and just be like, "Just put on the brakes," you know. And when your wedding night comes, have at her, and you're left on your wedding night being like, "Whoa, like I don't even know if this is crazy. Now we can just do <laughs> everything that doesn't right. work. It doesn't work like that, you guys. It doesn't Mm-mm. work. No. Ugh. So." We are given a lot of examples in scripture, okay? Like why, why should we be waiting? How should we be preparing? How are we going to formulate this mentality of purity, you know, throughout our dating years and our engagement and and then into ultimately marriage? So here are some very interesting things that we looked into on why we need to wait, why we need to protect our sexuality prior to marriage. So reason number one, this is a very neat uh, little excerpt that we punched in here. So genital sex is an expression of intimacy, not the means to intimacy. True intimacy mm. springs from verbal and emotional communion. True intimacy is built on a commitment to honesty, to love, and to freedom. True intimacy is not primarily a sexual encounter. Intimacy, in fact, has almost nothing to do with our sex organs. A prostitute may expose her body, but her relationships are hardly intimate. So if you want intimacy, don't bank on it outside of marriage. Why? Because it cannot grow there. This is such a journey. So when we read that, I was just like, whoa. Like that just really sums so much up to, okay, you guys, we're not going to experience true intimacy in its entirety, thinking mentally, spiritually, physically, sexually outside of marriage because it doesn't belong there. That doesn't exist there. True intimacy in its perfect sacred form is going to explode within marriage because that's God's design, you guys. We can't go against God's word. That is the end all be all. That's it right there. If we're going Mm -hmm. against God's design, why do you think that we're just going to have this explosive, phenomenal relationship, this intimacy, these, this, you know, our, 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 our spouse, like it's not going to happen. And that's why I think so many people end up feeling so empty, you know, and they're mm-hmm. looking for intimacy through sex, but it doesn't happen there. It happen outside of marriage. So secondly, premarital sex actually short circuits the emotional bonding process mm-hmm. that totally, I, I was just like, whoa, 
whoa, the science behind this is so amazing, you guys. So Donald Joy, a writer for Christianity Today, he actually cited this study. Okay, He's the one who came up with this. He studied over 100,000 women <laughs> and that were linked with early sexual experience with dissatisfaction in their present marriages, the unhappiness with the level of sexual intimacy and the prevalence of low self-esteem because of premarital sex prior. Now, the women that he interviewed that themselves and were very protective of their sexuality with their, you know, saving it to marriage, they didn't have these struggles like these women did. I think that looking at the stats, that's very, very straightforward. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, people put the wrong mentality on about sex when it happens prior to marriage. Because now you're not looking at it as a consummation of your forever, right? It's just not mm-hmm. happening there. There's no commitment. There's no commitment when you're outside of marriage, right? It's not, you're not bound to each other the same right. way. And I feel like we can all agree on that mm-hmm. because now all of a sudden, you know, maybe we're having sex together. We're not married and you're judging each other's compatibility. Like, oh, can I stay with this guy? Is he compatible for me? Maybe you're getting judged on your performance from your guy. Maybe commitment is thrown in there. Like all these judgments and these questions, it's like, ugh, it's because there's no promise there. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. It's unhealthy for us. We're honestly doing ourselves a disservice, giving ourselves away prior to marriage because we're just debilitating ourselves with what shouldn't be. And that's supposed to be saved for the blessing within marriage. Yeah. Wow. It's so interesting how the culture says like, go experiment, go explore, go see if you're compatible with, you know, your boyfriend or this guy that you're seeing. But yet like the biblical narrative is so completely different than that. Yes. So much so. Hmm. I think that's something for us, you know, just for us to take a step back and, and reevaluate culture versus the Bible and pretty much whatever culture is screaming at you right now, it's the opposite of what the Bible says. It's important for us to go back to the roots mm-hmm. of where all of this began and refocus and regroup and be like, okay, this is what God says. There is so much meaning that God says that we don't even know a lot of the times. And so it's important for us to really get our basis and our understanding of God right, because that's going to decipher the rest of your life, essentially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, Julie Slattery, I was uh, reading one of her blogs today and she had said, your sexuality is either drawing you closer to God or it's a barrier to true intimacy and fellowship with him. So I think it's one of those things where you can kind of take a look inside and see, okay, how's my relationship with God doing? Is this relationship, am I being drawn into God? Am I flourishing my relationship with the Lord? Or am I kind of shying away in shame and guilt and hiding in the corner, right? And that can kind of give you a lot of clarity as to what's going on and which narrative you're believing. 100%. I love that. That's a good perspective. All right. So number two is all about community and support. So this is a huge one Mm -hmm. for me. Looking back, Mm -hmm. I really wish um, I would have had a support network. Um, And I really like, Paris, how you talked about that at the beginning, because I think I kind of just expected someone to come to me and oh, same. offer it to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like all these, you know, if there was married women that were, you know, close-ish in my age or, mm-hmm. um, cause yes, like you're having it from older women is great too, but there was something about, I mean, I was so, I was 18. <laughs> so yeah. having someone like in their early twenties or whatever, but I don't know. I think it's just someone always like even now in my twenties or I would expect maybe someone to approach me and ask me, right? Versus when I need to maybe recon- like look into myself and be like, okay, no, like I need to approach other women and other couples and maybe yeah. offer or get to know them and see how they're doing. So anyways, I just really like that you, you talked about that earlier because that was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's so many temptations and yeah. it's too easy to believe the lie that you can do this by yourself. Um, yeah, I can attest to that community accountability partners, other people praying around you and your relationships to keep you guys accountable and winning. So it's so, so important to keep like for someone to keep you accountable as a couple. And I have a friend who as well, she has kind of asked other people like, Hey, can you be praying over my, my kids in this area too? And so she'll like ask her prayer warrior friends to be covering her kids relationships Mm -hmm. as well. So I was like, that's a good thing for me to keep in my pocket as Theo gets older and grows up to find other prayer warriors that I know and love and trust to keep him covered in prayer as well. I think that was a good idea. Yeah. So anyways, just gives you, if you have people around you, um, keeping you accountable, asking you questions, just it's the best setup for success. So I think, yes. yeah, I think it's the best way yes. to go. A hundred percent. And you know, our God is a God of relationship and he, that's huge. You know, if you look throughout scripture and why would we not include that within the support network of our sexuality mm-hmm. when we include it in so many other areas of our life. You know, like we have the tendency because the enemy is out there to destroy our sexuality and God's promises, right? Because this is such a beautiful, incredible part of marriage. And we just will just like slough it off. We're like, okay, like you can pray for me with this, but you know, I'm struggling with all these things and breaking yeah. my boundaries, but I'm not going to tell you. You guys, yes. <laughs> don't do that. People, you got, this is normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, just, I was just telling Alana before we got on here, I was like, it is normal for us to struggle. Yeah. I don't know why we allow ourselves to believe the lie that I'm the only one and I'm going to be judged to no end if I tell yeah. someone. You are doing yourself a disservice if you're not sharing your struggles and asking for prayer and asking for someone to keep you and your fiance accountable. Like, oh, you guys, if I could tell that to every couple, I would, because that is so pivotal for your success and your blessing. Yes, absolutely. For sure. And I think too, another part that's really um, to look for support, uh, but also in your spouse or not spouse, I guess, but fiance, boyfriend, whatever to pray about it together. Um, I think, I feel like Jeff and I did that in the past, but I don't know if we made it maybe a priority, but, um, you know, to ask for help, to say no to temptation and praying to show you where you should put these boundaries and you know, what kind of things you should put in place. I think it's important to, to keep yourselves covered as well and not just expect everyone to do it for you, but as a couple to be covering that as well. Yeah. And I think we need to constantly 
remind ourselves that we are responsible for protecting our purity and for protecting Mm -hmm. our future and our marriage bed. And, you know, if we get laxy-daisy on that, like the enemy gets right in there so quickly. Praying together is such a beautiful, intimate way to connect you guys closer together, but also in asking God for his protection, you know, in covering your struggles. So yeah, Alana, like Mm -hmm. praying together is so important. And I think that kind of leads into our third topic and it's communication. So, you know, along with praying together, you guys, we need to start talking. Hmm. We need to talk to our fiance. We need to talk to our boyfriends about boundaries right away. Do not, not. (laughs) If you don't have your boundaries in place, if you haven't sat with yourself and, 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 gone into the scriptures and, you know, talk to married women or friends that have gone through this. Like, it's just not a good setup. If you don't do that, if you don't have goals, it's just like, it's just like, you know, in a job or in, in a passion that you're pursuing, if you don't set your goals, you are ultimately getting really nowhere. You're just floundering about and it's the same in your it's the same in your dating years and in, in your engagement. If you don't have boundaries down, where are yeah. you going? You're, yeah. you're asking for trouble. Yeah. So you guys like have the chat. How far is too far? Right? What are you comfortable with? What, what are you going to avoid? What are you not going to do? What are you doing to protect your sexuality? You know, have those conversations, have those talks Get on the same page. If you're not on the same page, place to be. <laughs> yes. And then Alana, you were talking about temptation earlier. So what do you what do you say to those that are feeling tempted to go further than you than they intended? Like what do you say when you get to that point? I think there's a lot of things that can be done. Um mm-hmm. Being through this, coming out on the other side, there's lots of things. Um, Some of them are kind of awkward to do because you're like, oh, but the mood and, you know, oh, but my boyfriend and whatever. But, you know, get out of the house. If you're in a vulnerable spot, a vulnerable position, you're watching movies, you're snuggling on the couch, um, things like that, get out, go for a walk, go for a picnic, go bowling, hang out with friends, people, changing up the scenery, get really helpful. Um, and yeah, it was interesting too. I, um, I asked Jeff earlier today, I was like, Jeff, you know, if you could go back in time and change something, like what's a boundary that you would have put in place for us to just help us in the process of staying pure before we got married. And he said, um, he would have done no kissing with tongue. That would have been a boundary that we would have put in place. And so good. Cause like we've said in other episodes, like our spicing it up, making out yeah. basically floor play. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, of course you're going to want to keep going or go further if you're making out because our bodies are naturally going to want to keep going. <laughs> That's what's happening. Right. So yeah. I would say a great thing to do is just physically get up yeah. and leave if things are getting too far for what you're comfortable with. And a verse my mom actually would say <laughs> um, to me lots um, when Jeff and I were dating was um, Proverbs six twenty seven. Uh, can a man scoop fire into his own lap without being burnt? So I think it was one of those things where you're like, just check yourself. And if you're kind of setting yourself up, 
you know, if you're putting fire in the lap and expecting not to get burnt, like if you're making out lying down in a bed, like, okay, wait, like get up and leave. Cause your boyfriend or your boyfriend is going to just really respect your boundaries. Hopefully if you guys are on the same page and you'll just be really thankful that you took that step to just shut it down and stop what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And Alana and I were talking about this earlier too. Don't feel bad for calling the shot like that. It's not a matter of hurting one's feelings. It's a matter of protecting you and your man. Okay. When you flip that mindset that this is protection mode, that this is honoring God, it's honoring yourself, it's honoring your man. Mm -hmm. It's easy. It's easier, I should say, (laughs) to make those calls. Yeah. So I I have a quote, okay? And actually, Neil just told me this the other day, and I just melted (laughs) when he said, I was like, that is so good. I need to share this in our podcast. And it's this, before marriage, the devil will do everything he can to get you to have sex. After marriage, he will do everything within his power to keep you from having sex. I want to let you guys sit on that because that is super powerful. So powerful. We're going to go into education. Educate yourself on sex with your fiance. This goes back to preparation. We talked about preparation earlier on. You guys, this is crucial for understanding purity and for guarding it and creating a safe and good and healthy perspective on this. Why you are protecting purity. Why you're protecting your sexuality before marriage. You need to... Talk to people who have a beautiful marriage. You need to read books like Intimacy Ignited and Sheet Music. We need to be so conscious about reformulating our mindset on the sacredness of purity and why it matters. Building a foundation during your dating and um, engagement years, that's not something we're really taught. Like Mm. definitely not for me. I miss the boat there that this should be a time of preparation and education. Okay. So I think that's just really the bottom line, you guys. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about these four points here, building this foundation and creating these safe guidelines to protect each other, to protect our marriage, our future marriage, to protect our purity. This is so important. Yeah, so important. And something that I think as we talk about, you know, even just like for our married women and stuff, talking about, Mm. um, you know, things that are going on and... Um, struggles that they're having. I think even for the dating, the engaged couples, like we shouldn't leave them behind. Like they should be also having input and saying, you know, this is what I'm struggling with. And can you pray for me here? And I think just continually bringing that to light and then reminding people that it's okay to be struggling and it's normal to be struggling and self-control, self-control is hard. And, you know, staying pure before marriage is a tough thing to do, but it's so worth it. If you guys enjoyed listening, be sure to subscribe to our Kingdom Sexuality family so you can catch all of our new releases. Also, we totally have an Instagram page, so you can go follow us at our handle at Kingdom Sexuality. Our handle will be in the show notes for you guys. And you can also feel free at any time to send us a DM or an email with topic suggestions or questions that you might have. Our hearts are to create a safe, intimate community of godly couples with you guys. 